All right, there we are. Wow. Hello. Uh, let's see. Who do we have here? We've got Shram, Lauren, Desiree, Wolfie, Brandon. What's up, everybody? What's up? What is up? Hey, Joanne. Oh, I wanted to make sure that you were aware, John. Joanne says she is the one who requested the molasses story. Yes, I saw that. And I uh, I think that we need to do it. It sounds interesting. You missed the beer flood, which was I did fun. miss the beer flood. Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome. Uh, I know you mentioned we have some new joiners. Yeah, Grace joined this week. What's up, Grace? Thanks so, for joining. welcome, Grace. What's up, Grace? Where's Will? <laughs> that was dumb. No, I liked that show. That was a I great show. Yeah. Never watched it. It was a good one. It was good. Well, so Grace joined this week um, as a paid member. So thank you, Grace, for your support. If you guys want to join our Patreon and become part of this thing that we're doing, you go to talkmurder.com. No, patreon.com slash talkmurder. You can join as a small taco for $3 a month or you can pay uh, a yearly fee. Um, or you can join as a Taco Supremo for $10 a month or $100 per year, which is a little bit of a discount. Um, so definitely consider supporting us because we can't do this without you guys this is this is john's primary source of income so we want to support him in everything that he does and a special thank you to john all of our uh veterans today on veterans day and every day but today um our surprise shot is dedicated to john the man who makes all this happen happy veterans day surprise shots surprise shots we don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Thank you, Jen. Cheers. Cheers. Good God, there's so much in here, man. I love that one. It's so good. You just that need- was a combo shot, actually. Was it really? Jesus Christ, I'm still not done with it. <laughs> Why? Because it's like a billion degree- molecules. <laughs> <laughs> you were not a fan? I'm just a puss. That was the um, that was Kahlua and Stroop waffle, which is the perfect combination to make a coffee culotta with your coffee and ice and freeze it. And then just if you go to the website, you'll see all the stuff we're giving away. Joe Kenda photograph. We still have those. Yep. We still have a few left. Yes, yep. we do. We also have Psycho Killer magazines, magazines, true crime cards. We also have a couple crime. of spe- I'm sorry, John. True crime trivia, which we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, unlisted live streams, future episodes, and ad-free listening, case request, and all that jazz. And for the prizes, we do still have for um, for true crime trivia and prizes. We have a couple of special edition uh, newspapers mm-hmm. from the sixties about the Kennedys and that. Um, so yep. definitely. And if you want to throw in some trivia questions, feel free to. No need to ask. Um, And I have a few teed up for today to hopefully get it going for us. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's it for Administravia. Mm -hmm. All right. Tonight we're doing a request that was on the Discord. So be sure to go and put a request in there. I am basically doing nothing but requests lately. I am running through these and... I don't know. So, all right, tonight we're going to February 23rd, 2023. This is a recent story. It is a request. So, tonight we are going to 2528 Kentucky Road in Quincy, Illinois. This is the home oh, right here we're going to tonight. I thought you were going to say Massachusetts for a second. This is 2528 Kentucky Road in Quincy, Illinois. This is right on the border of what other state, Jen? Nebraska. That is correct. It starts with an M. Michigan. That's also correct. Yes. Minnesota. There you go. Any other ones that start with an M that are more correct? (laughs) (laughs) 2528 Kentucky Road, Quincy, Illinois. A relative walks into this house right here. Can you describe this house for us? I can't see the house. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's a nice house. I know. It's really nice. Is this called a Tudor style home? It's like British style. Um, very nice home, two story, uh, well manicured lawn. No, that up is to a it. gambrel. It's a gambrel. I didn't know that that was what it was called. Is that what it's called, for real? Yeah, that it's the it's based on the shape of the house. That it's, is a gambrel. It's got a nice uh, long driveway. Although yeah. I think I think this may be a shared driveway. Pretty sure it's, it's a, a shared. Very nice house. But yeah, 
Oh, I like that. I, I mean, like, it looks like really this nice. This house over here is a lot of land. Mm-hmm. That's a ranch. But this is in uh, Quincy, Illinois. Pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that one's kind of cool too. A little. Google Earth was taking photos in springtime. It's quite lovely. Mm. Look mm. at those cherry blossom trees. A relative of the woman who lives here goes into the residence because this woman was not answering her phone. This is the woman right here. Her name is Rebecca Blyfnick. I know it's hard to say. Blyfnick. Okay. If you requested this story, let me know. Anyway, this relative walks in and finds Rebecca lying on her back. She is halfway in and out of the bathroom. It seems like there has been a struggle. She is dead and she has she's lying on her back, bullet holes in her hands, torso, among other places. There's a total of 14 bullet holes found in Rebecca. And so she's half in and half out of the bathroom. Exactly. She tried. It's apparent that from her cell phone, she tried to call 911, hit the number, but it didn't dial through. And after that, someone had shot her. This is definitely a homicide. Mm-hmm. 14 bullets. Ooh, that's excessive. Yeah, it's yeah. a little excessive. Now, I want to say the autopsy, the official autopsy is not available, but the, but the medical examiner did testify. So we're going to be using some of his testimony to kind of build what happened. But this woman is laying on her back. She is riddled with bullet wounds and there are remnants of plastic bags all around the the body as well. You want to take a guess why that there would be plastic bags around there? Was someone walking with plastic bags on their shoes so they wouldn't leave any shoe prints? Why would there be remnants? Talking about like shreds. Shreds. Well, maybe they caught the bags on the door frame or something. I don't know. The detectives caught this right away. The bags were Aldi's bags. Oh. Several of them put together and they surmised that it was used as a homemade silencer. Oh. And a lot of... Interesting. A lot of shooters will do this to catch the shell casings. Oh. So, yeah. So you put a bag over there and it catches the shell casing from ejecting. I mean, it still ejects, but it just falls in the bag. And, and you, you just, don't have to worry about finding them. Yes. So this woman, Rebecca Blifnick, she is a mother of three sons, 12, 10, and 6. This was a very disturbing and awful crime. And this is her right here with her kids. She is a MRI technician at Blessing Hospital, or she was, excuse me. And like, who would who would want to kill a mother with three kids? Now, the kids weren't at the home at the time. They were at the father's house because, because mom and dad were getting separated. And so they were at his house. Mm. What do you guys think so far? I thought that you had to have your own bags at Aldi. What do you mean your own bags? Like you don't, they don't bag for you. You have to take it over to the shelf and I you, think bag you can it. purchase bags though. The there. plastic bags? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I, I think I it's do like 25 know cents for a bag or something. Well, it's 25 cents to shop there for you have to put a quarter in. But what? you get the quarter bag when you put the cart. Yeah, back. I know, but you, you have, have to put have a quarter to, in. You have for to the put a quarter cart. into the shopping cart. And then you get you do get the quarter back, but you have to have a quarter. Why? That's weird, is it not? Well, it's to that's ensure that you put it. the carts back. Oh, that's actually pretty smart. Yeah. But if you don't have a quarter, you can't get a cart. Do they loan them out? No, probably no. not. Loan quarters out? I don't shop at Aldi, honestly, even though there's one now over here. Where? Um, Close to Trader Joe's. Oh, well, they're the same company. Mm-hmm. There's there's one in my town, too. There's a couple. It's a whole pound there? My God. This was February 23rd, 2023. So this was only eight months ago. So this is a relatively new case. But who would come in there and shoot to death a mother, of a 41-year-old mother with three kids? The place is ransacked in the home. So uh, someone burglarizing the home? Mm-hmm. Do you think a burglar would do it? No. Why not? Well, the, the silencing thing is seems to be targeted. It like, seems it's like, like they think they're an assassin. I, I think that they spent too much time thinking about having to use the bags to be a silencer. Mm-hmm. So I think it was probably... I would I would guess it's someone that she knew, maybe the husband or ex-husband or father of the children or her boyfriend. Also, just for good information, and I uh, can't say that I knew this because I didn't. But from what the detectives were saying in this case, which I know now, she was shot 14 times. If you're burglarizing someone's home, most likely, even if you have a gun, you're not going to kill the person. You're most likely not even going to fire the gun. If you get caught, your main concern is to get, get out, out of out. there. Yeah. You're just going to try to get out of there. You're not going to assassinate whoever's in there in most cases. Now there's like, you know, Richard Ramirez, 
different. I was going to say, He yeah. is a burglar doing that. But in most cases, if someone is just there to steal your shit and they have a gun, they're not going to shoot you 14 times. Maybe once, mm-hmm. but 14 times. Excessive. Excessive. And as we'll talk about, eight times she was standing up and then the rest she was on her back. So oh. it was literally like an assassination sort of kill. Okay. Overkill is what it sounds like. Either overkill or you just don't know how to fire a gun. What do you mean? Like 14. Why is it going to take you 14 times to kill someone? It shouldn't take you 14 bullets. Unless they were angry. No, no. Actually, there is a, that's a really good question. It, did take 14 in this case. Because of the type of gun? N- not because, because of where of, she was shot? Not because of the type of gun or where she was shot, but, and see if you can put this together, because of the type of clothing she was wearing. And we'll talk about that in a minute. It was wintertime, so she had thick clothing on. In her house? At, Maybe she at, just got home. This is, she just got home from the grocery store is wearing uh, a, down, hold on, a right. down feather jacket or let's something? Talk about this, let's talk about this perp entering the house. Is okay. she a cop? Does she have bulletproof stuff on? No, she's an Uh, MRI technician. This guy or whoever did this used an outdoor chair from a furniture set that was in the backyard. He climbed into the second floor. There was a broken window, which looked like it had been broken and pried open with a crowbar. Her home system, the ABT home system alert, said the front door had opened at 112 on that night and it was still open at 127. That was most likely the perp exiting because Mm. he went into the home through the second floor. All right. So let's talk about a little bit of the evidence found. And there was hardly any. No fingerprints found. No shell casings because we know why. Right. Her phone, as I said, last attempted to call 911 at exactly 1.11 a.m. on that night. Well, that's between the two times that the front door was open. Exactly. There were pieces of the Audi bag that was found, although there were no fingerprints, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there was no crowbar, even though they suspect a crowbar bar was used and there was no shoe prints that were conclusive that they hmm. could find. Okay. Tell me right now, like what what do you what's your thoughts? I know it's kind of early. Well, Lauren just said second floor, the dude knew the house, which is kind of something that I was thinking. It had to be someone that was familiar with the property, I think. Like just the way that like 14 like, like it's so excessive to shoot someone 14 times. Wolfie's prediction is that the killer is military for having the shell casing knowledge. Yeah. You know what? That's the Maybe really, it's one of her kids. That's a really good question. No, the kid 9, 12, and 10. Doesn't matter. 6, 12, and 10. There are killer kids out there. That's a really good point, Wolfie, because that, like Jen said, makes you th- makes you automatically know that whoever did this has thought about it. Because I'm, yes. ex, I'm ex-military, and honestly, I probably wouldn't even think about that if I'm planning a crime. I mean, now I would, obviously. Well, after researching this case. But if I was going to shoot someone, I would just be picking up the shell casings. And sometimes you can't find them. I mean, if you're shooting someone, those things can eject pretty far. Fly. I mean, and they're so small, too. I mean, if it falls, like, behind the couch or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're not going to find it, especially if you're trying to be in and out. So it's a really good idea if you were going to do this to put that bag over it. I mean, it's pretty smart. Lauren and Joanne are going for the X right now. Going for the X? X. X. Let's talk about what we know from the autopsy right quick. Shot at least nine times in the torso alone. So at first, this is what the medical examiner from my research, this is what we're seeing here. And like I said, the autopsy is not available and you'd have to be a jury to see any of the pictures. But this woman, Rebecca, knew that someone was coming in the house. She grabbed her phone. She ran to the bathroom, tried to lock the door, dialed 911 on the way, dropped the phone, couldn't get the door shut in time. The phone call didn't go through. The killer of her shot her nine times point blank in the torso area. At that point, she fell down. And then he continued to shoot her another five times point blank range. And that is he hit the hands He hit the face and like the neck. And she also has defensive wounds. This is the first time I've seen this, but it makes sense. She has defensive bullet wounds Mm. because if you're trying to block from getting shot, that's still a defensive wound, but the bullet hole, the bullet goes into the the hand. hand. Yeah. Mm. So on one bullet, it went through her backhand, exited out of her palm. So Rebecca was not sexually assaulted at all. And I mentioned earlier about why it would take 14 bullets to kill her. In fact, she was not even dead when the killer left the house. Mm. Really? 15 to 20 minutes later. 14. 
14 bullet wounds. She wasn't dead. Dang. I what said, a survivor. I said that's because of the clothing she was wearing. What does that mean? Like, how how does that work? What would she be wearing? Leather jacket. I mean, she's not going to be wearing that at one in the morning. I'm just going to tell you. I didn't know this either. This is interesting. But now I know. And it's, it's crazy. But she was wearing compression leggings. So, like, yoga pr- yoga pants. All that, right. Huh? These things come in handy. No, they don't. In fact, that oh. it made it where she couldn't die quickly. So she is oh. suffering. So she actually suffered for over 20 minutes. Yeah. Also, she couldn't bleed out. Exactly. Also, well, she. Well, it, it, if it could be a good thing if she wasn't shot 14 times or if someone else was awake to help her. You know what I mean? In this case, it was bad. It was terrible. It was excruciating. She was not only wearing the pants, but she was wearing one of a those. Top? No, the the stomach uh, wraps or, you know, the compression. Oh, yeah. She was wearing she was wearing a compression abdominal thing. Yeah. Uh, wrap. Yep. So she was shot in the torso. The blood can't escape the body. Therefore, she's still living in all this pain. And in fact, her cause of death is internal bleeding. Oh, from being shot that many oh, times. No. So in her case, wearing this attire made it horrible for her because she was alive even after the killer left. Mm-hmm. So she suffered for God knows how long until she finally passed, which is terrible. In I mean, a situation though of like one one shot wound though, it would like stopping the blood is a good thing. Exactly, yeah. But when you get shot 14 times, I mean, and and the, the caliber of the gun was a nine nine millimeter. Oh, small. Well, I didn't see that it, it uh, penetrated or went through or whatever. Couldn't find that information. It's not available, but mm-hmm. I'm sure some of the rounds didn't fully penetrate and bounced around and stuff like that. It probably tore up all, all of her organs mm. in the process. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Dr. Scott Denton, who performed the autopsy, testified that she basically did not have any blood in her blood vessels. So she basically internally bled to death. So. Mm. Oh, that's terrible. Now, the first, the, who's the first person the cops are going to look at? Husband. What, what did I say? Father. You, you have this woman, 41 years old. She's not divorced, but she's in the process of separation. Okay. And she's living in a house by herself. Her husband is living in another house. And the thing I told you about the 14 shots and stuff like that, mm-hmm. probably not being a burglar, even though it mm-hmm. looked like, you know, it was staged. So who would you look at? The ex or his or the ex's current girlfriend or boyfriend. I don't think you can have a boyfriend or girlfriend. It's a paramour. No. <laughs> Remember, because we have a friend that get, was getting divorced and the attorney said not to date anyone. That is if it's um, contested. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it means that you're like, don't want to get accept, divorced. Not yeah. accepting it. Oh. Is that your friend that came and visited us and did the podcast with us? Mm-mm. No, different friend. No, no. All right. Well, let's just take a look at this. Let's take a look at the husband. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the husband, the father of the three children. He couldn't have done it because the children are at his house and he's not going to leave those children there. Unless he has someone with him. Mm-hmm. Let's see right now if this man truly loves his wife. Okay. And that will tell us that is set the tone for the rest of this investigation. All right, so if you look at your screen, okay. you'll you'll see this. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Honey, I love you, but said I do. Oh. Not my mistake. I love my wife. I'm going to get in trouble for that, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> Is that him? That's him. That's the husband. They were on Family Feud? Yeah, on Family Feud. Oh, it was clearly Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey seems like a great dude, doesn't he? Unless he was a killer. Brandon posted this. Uh. So this right here is Family Feud. This was filmed in 2019 when the couple was still together. Tim Blifnick is B-L-I-E-F Nick. Tim Blifnick. He was on Family Feud and the question asked of him was, what's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? And he says, honey, I love you, but saying I do. (laughs) Honey, I love you, but said I do. 
and look at Steve Harvey's face. He's like, dude. I know, dude. He is not amused by that response. No He's shit. Like, You're trying to be funny, but like, dude. That's terrible. I mean, all right. What's the biggest mistake you made at your wedding? Do you do you have an answer for that? He says, saying I do. What was the biggest mistake I made at my wedding? I wonder wedding? what survey said. What was the biggest? That's a good I think question. Actually, you know what? I think the biggest answer, the, the answer would have been spending all that money. Can someone look that up? Like, what was the answer? Yeah, yeah. So the question was, what was the biggest mistake you've made at your wedding? And spending his response the money. was saying I do. His response was, I do. Saying I do. Yeah. Saying I do. What was what, what was your biggest, what would be your answer? <sighs> this is, this is. I don't have one. Like I, No regrets. Oh, I love that. No, I mean. So sweet. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, like, I really. I mean, nothing went wrong, I don't think. I mean, the COVID part sucked but like that was unique yeah oh well remember we had the the lady that called and was like so many people are parking out here yeah 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 the neighbor so isn't that crazy this is this is timothy bliffnick we're gonna see if he killed his wife he's known as the family feud killer oh but this case obviously this case just went through trial and i'll tell you the outcome based on the evidence i'm gonna show you survey says survey says (laughs) that should be the episode title yeah (gasps) yeah Okay, yeah. I might actually use yours wow. for once. That's, this that's, is a monumental moment. That's three times in five and whatever, however many months, year. Brandon says this dude is evil. So I was reading more. I was looking at a newspaper. Survey says Mr. Doctor. What? No. MRDR? What? Oh, murder, murder. 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 Oh, oh. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dr. Sideboard. <laughs> I was like, what are you trying to say? You can't say the word on, on, on the no, chat, they I can't. guess. Yeah, survey it, says murder. Funny. If yeah. I had a PhD. Survey says guilty. Oh. If I had a PhD, I would definitely go by Mr. Dr. Perry. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Lauren said she also read it as Mr. Doctor. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Doctor. Excuse me, Mr. Doctor. Could you please tell me what's wrong with me? So this can't be Timothy. Number one, they have three children together. Why would. Oh, it can't be. I know. But think about it. Just just forget about the family feud episode that he said that. Mm. All right. They have three children together. That they both love. And and look at the couple. This is from their, after their wedding in 2009. They're happy. They're a very happy couple. Everybody looks happy on their social media. Let's talk about the divorce. And this is from the divorce lawyer that was going on, was quote, contentious. That was on both sides here. I mean, this was a very messy divorce. Did anyone, has anyone ever been in a really messy divorce? No. I hope not. I hope no one has. No, I I know. I'm not saying, I I hope no one has either. I'm just asking. Because this apparently was terrible. And they have three small kids. Keep that in mind. So that's really sad um, yeah. when kids are involved. Yeah. The divorce hasn't even happened yet when she was killed. Okay. This was eight months prior. They've been separated. They were living in different homes and they were basically neither one was allowed to have contact with each other. Mm. So the judge actually said in the divorce, this is before the murder, that when one parent drops the kids off, they have to basically drop them off out of the car, stay three feet away, and then let the other parent take them. Like they can't even look at each other, right? Dang, that's bad. Yeah. There was an order of injunction filed in 2021 that states that both could not visit each other's home. Now they have two homes at this point and they're pretty close to each other as we're going to see. They're about eight blocks away. The murder happened February 23rd, 2023. Now I'm not saying that he did it or didn't do it. I'm just, let's look at the husband for the divorce. Rebecca bought a firearm to protect herself, quote, from her husband. And that's what she put in one of the court filings. She told one friend, Sarah Murphy, and a fellow co-worker at the Blessing Hospital that if anything ever happened to her, quote, make sure Tim was looked at, end quote. Christine Mandel, a CrossFit friend of Rebecca's, they had Facebook messages back and forth during this divorce. She was a, quote, nervous Nelly. This is talking about Rebecca. 
Rebecca that said, quote, if Tim doesn't get his way, he may literally lose his mind. Mm. She said Tim was trying to get everything in the divorce, everything. He was trying to get the marital home. He was trying to get full custody of the kids, not allowing the mother to have any contact with the kids at all. And he was trying to pay no alimony to the mother. Mm. He's basically a fucking asshole, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what the fuck? Like, who... You're just going to strip everything down from this lady? Like, why? Because you're, you're mad? What was the, the reason fuck? for He's the divorce? He's throwing a little hissy fit, you know? What was the reason for the divorce? Text also showed that she talked to her friends about Tim pushing, hitting, and screaming at her. Okay, violent. Well, clearly he regretted even saying I do, so. In interviews with NBC News and Dateline experts, Becky's relatives and prosecutors pointed to a lingering issue. In the years before her killing, she had sought an emergency restraining order against her husband, saying she needed protection from abuse and harassment. Now, she filed a petition to have a restraining order against him. This is about a year before the murder. That petition was denied Now, I know that sounds terrible that a judge would deny that, but you got to remember during a divorce proceeding, some couples will file these restraining orders on each other to game the system to make the other look bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Say, I'm going to get custody of the kids or whatever. So it's very important that we know that information. But at the same time, because this is a point I want to talk about too, with domestic violence issues and domestic abuse issues, those claims are never taken seriously within the spectrum of a divorce because the judge always thinks that one or the other is trying to game the system. I think that's a real problem, as you'll see. Because I don't know how you stop that, though. Ex- exactly. You know? like, that's hard to... No, exactly. But, you know, a lot of the articles I've seen, it was like, oh, judge denies petition. But then you start reading it and you, you kind of see why a lot of people do this. Anyway, still, mm. the petition was denied. One thing that Tim accused used Rebecca for that we know that may tell of his personality is that she stopped, quote, adhering to a strict workout regime. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Well, I'd be like murdered immediately if that was, you know, part of our deal. Fuck, like you can't have, no. (laughs) Jesus. What a piece of trash. uh, Can I put a PSA, public service announcement? If you ever plan on wedding me, like do not put me on a strict workout (laughs) regiment. That is not what you are getting when you say I do. (laughs) No, we're supposed to get older and fat together. That's not right. Like, fat and happy. That's yes, how it works. Fat and happy. Like what? Like what the fuck? Like no. That's that is. Um. I mean, that tells you a lot about a person it, to to be so. Uh, I mean, I get that there are some people that are like really into working out, and I yeah. love. I actually really like working out. Right. But um, there is a uh putting that much like body shame on someone. Yeah, feels, I'm not marrying yeah. my father. So, yeah. but I mean, all right, I, I'm not sticking up. But like when you're single, you you work out all the time. So you're kind of no. a different person when you meet someone. Could you know be, what I'm saying? or or it it could be that you are are that might be like a, a motivator to try to like get a mate for some. Yeah, but for others, you know, it's kind of dependent. All right. Like Like I was, I was 40 pounds lighter when we were dating, but you know what I mean? 40 pounds? No. Mm -hmm. 40 pounds? You'd be a freaking pencil thin. 40 pounds? 40 pounds is a lot. I don't think. I was 40 pounds lighter. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you, but like, yes. You gained back 40 pounds? Well, I, I didn't don't gain so. back 40 pounds. I just gained 40 pounds. <laughs> but yeah, like that's, you know, that's kind of normal, you know. COVID, you know, like there's some other things that are playing in there. But well, that's I normal. have to say that I cannot tell at all. Well, thanks. This wasn't meant to be about me, but I just like to say people do gain weight over over, you know, time, especially after they get married and whatnot, whatever. Well, I do have to say this. So like if you're out there and you like working out like good for you, keep doing it, but do not necessarily have to drag your spouse into it. If they don't like it, then they don't like it. Like don't make them do it. They it should be on their own 
you know. But she she did like doing it. I think you know with the stress, she's working all the time. They yeah. got three kids. You know, a mother with three kids. Like it's probably hard to. So stick when with does it. she have yeah. time to do it? Like you don't and, need and to sign d- a contract to work out. No, like no, God, guys, for- not even that. Like look at some of the recent pictures. It it looks like she like this is a more recent picture of her. I mean, I can't see the screen. It's like she. I mean, she's sl- she's a very slender person. I know, but I mean, what's this dude's standards? I mean, she she looks uh, great, yeah. you know, for like what the fuck <laughs> for having three children. I, I can't imagine what my body would look like after Holy three children. <laughs> but when they met in college, Quincy University, he was a football star. He's pretty tall. He's six seven. He's a cr- tall. He's That's a crossfitter. Really Jen's like, hmm, yeah, right. no, no <laughs> murderers, no murderers for me, please. Uh, he is a CrossFitter. Oh, that's your problem. You know, I hated CrossFit. Uh, here's a, another photo of them. You know, he's a pretty, pretty stout dude. So no, not stout. Stout is for short and fat. Oh, I don't know. Stout is not the correct word. I used to call I used to call you homely because I didn't I thought that meant you were good. In homely a, means like disgustingly I, I know, ugly. But I thought it meant she was good at home task like, you know, cooking and stuff. So Domesticated I w- <laughs> is the yeah. word you're looking for. Not so, homely. I, you know, when I would talk about you, I was like, yeah, she's so homely. I just, oh, I just, my God. I feel for you. I didn't know what it I meant. I feel for you. Who did you tell that to? <laughs> like a lot of people. <laughs> I thought it meant she was a good cook, you know? No, that's no. <laughs> No, that does not mean that, John. I'm fucking homeless. Oh my god! I remember my dad was like, "You don't know what that means, do you?" I was like, "What?" My dad used to make a joke about the Lee sisters, Ugg and Home. You are not uh, homely. She is not homely. You need no, to retry. I, I, I know she's not homely. You I'm need sorry. to contact every single person and be like, I was <laughs> well, just educated you know on what, what that word I'm means. I'm sure eventually when they met me or saw a picture of me, they're like, he doesn't know. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just think I'm stupid anyway. <laughs> Most of my family think I'm just stupid, probably. Yeah, his dad reminds him every time. Yeah. Uh, every time. You really married <laughs> up, son. <laughs> my dad always does this to me and my brother. No, he looks at us and he's like, in front of our wives, you guys really married up, you know, <laughs> you boys really married. I'm so glad my boys married up. But then I was thinking, I was like, well, that would mean they married down <laughs> because that's how that works. <laughs> Angela and I know it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> she didn't adhere to a strict workout regime. Damn. So she was, she was, I don't want to use the word complaining. She was arguing that she was getting abused quite often at home. And it's it's just the, the court, this happened, apparently this happens so much. If you're going through this and you are getting abused, like she was, and we're not talking about physically because he doesn't, doesn't want to put bruises on her. I mean, he probably does, but you know, he doesn't want that. But we're talking about the emotional and mental abuse, you know, his controlling habits. Yeah. Quote, nobody believed her because you can't see emotional abuse, her sister Sarah Riley said. You can't see what happens behind closed doors. You can't see manipulation. But like I said, the judge thought that both couples were just gaming the system. And he actually put in his own request. And the judge also denied that one, too. And some of his claims were that she was, quote, repeatedly calling him and demanding to speak to their youngest son, (laughs) Becoming combative at their children's school after he declined to give her a letter that one of their sons had written to them and harassing him via text to find out where he was with their children. Just drama. No shit. I mean, like, maybe she wants to know where her fucking kids are, you know? Petty. Petty. It's like, it's like we have a friend that he uh, put a roommate in his, in his home and was written it out to her and she was a complete piece of shit. Anyway, she goes to the judge because he took her to court. And and she hadn't paid him for two months. And she says that my our buddy was harassing her to get paid. <laughs> and the judge is like, he just wants his money. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, demanding rent uh, like, is demand- not. 
wasn't harassment. <laughs> if you don't pay him in two months, like that's not harassment. He's just texting you to try to figure out when is he getting paid. Yeah. Yet in divorce and family courts, judges continue to doubt allegations of abuse that are long term, emotional or financial. And they don't believe that abuse could potentially become dangerous very quickly. Vicki Smith, CEO of Illinois Coalition Against Domestic Violence. That doubt can be compounded by a myth that people who request an order to do so gain tactical advantage in a divorce proceeding, she said. Lawyers have set this up and view those orders in that way, Smith said. People who want or need orders for protection, and unfortunately, Becky's death proves that we're talking about, don't run to court and ask for an order. They have to be able to state what has happened to them, and they are afraid of what will happen to them. Two months after Rebecca's petition was denied that she filed, she filed another petition, but this time aimed at her father-in-law, Tim's dad. And this is this is crazy. Accusing him of sexual assault. But there's good reason to believe that she actually did this for a reason. Mm. Another text to a friend, Nicole Bateman, said the following. I'm afraid of what he, Timothy, might do. The text read, subsequently, he, Timothy, told me if I outed his dad that he, Ray, would probably have to move, then kill himself. The text read. Mm. When she brought this up to her husband, Tim, that, hey, your dad, there's been accusations from many of your relatives that your dad is sexually a, a sexual predator. He tells her to, quote, calm down because their children were boys, not like the little girls that he was accused of touching in the family. What? Yeah, no shit. It's also interesting to know, and I'm not saying Tim did it, but just weeks before the father was going to be summoned to court and the abuse victims summoned to court as well to testify about the abuse, she ends up dead, right? Kind of uh, odd. Don't like it. I do not like that. Crazy, man. Yeah. She says about that, she says, quote, I was beside myself. I could not believe that my children's own father was unwilling to take extra precautions to protect her children from potential abuse. Wow. Tim threatened me that if I outed his father for what he has done, that his dad would probably have to move away and his dad would dad would probably kill himself and it would be my fault. Jesus. No shit. This is a rough divorce. Yeah, that's really You rough. know, really rough. Those sexual allegations were from four different relatives of the Blifnick family against the father who has never had to come to court yet because daughter-in-law is <sighs> dead now and that's more pressing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, and, and plus her petition that she filed to have him explain his actions or, you know, try to deny it obviously is is no more because she's not alive. Up to four relatives, including two minors, were abused by his father, allegedly. The judge dismissed this petition and in weeks she would be dead. And that was before relatives got to get to court and testify. So that's damning, too. Mm. Yes, it is. A lot of people don't see that in this case. But we're still not saying that Tim did this. Let's go through some of the Google searches on his computer and see what he was searching. Uh, So there were many searches made on the defendant's laptop in regard to license plate lookups, vehicle registration lookups, and car ownership history. The searches matched Rebecca's car plate. So here's what he's searching. If you read this, many searches were made on Tim's laptop during this week during this contentious divorce proceedings, he was trying to get her license plate. All right, He number. didn't know her license plate number after being married to her for how many years? Oh yeah, Jen, what's your license plate number? My license plate. Don't say it. Don't say <laughs> oh, it on the air. <laughs> I mean, I don't know Nicole's. I know mine. I know mine. You know yours? Yeah. That's something you're supposed to know? Yes. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, but when, when you had a Jeep, I don't know exactly what yours was, but it was like... Sixty nine 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 something. <laughs> I was like, I didn't notice it until like a year after you had the car. You thought six nine six nine? It would no, it wasn't six nine six nine, but it was like six six nine 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 nine. And I was like, did you request that? Because I just noticed How, that was the thing. I'm gonna you go can, to the, no, you can get a vanity plate and requests. Yeah, but I'm gonna go to the DMV. Hey, can I get can one that says sixty nine? You don't 
don't even have to say it to them. You have to fill out the application, just give it to them, and then they'll process it. And then they'll come back to you a there little you while later. New That's ni- how vanity plates work. New license right. plate will be 69, 69, 69, 69. This was right before February 14th. She got murdered on the 23rd. He was trying to figure out her license plate. These searches were on February 14th. Also on February 14th, he calls the Missouri Department of Revenue. That's to, Valentine's Day. To look up the plate number at 1.32 a.m. So he's stewing on this at 1.30 a.m. When he's got three children upstairs, he's basically hoarding the kids at this point. That's rude. He is stewing on this at 1.32, trying to get her license plate number. Couldn't get it. And then we don't know for sure, but it's, you know, uh, it's pretty obvious that he was caught on CCTV from a neighbor's house walking up and down the driveway not driveway on February 14th at 2 a.m. looking at license plate tags. That's like, weird. Exactly. Like he was like, what's their fucking number? And then and he is, is February like February 24th of this year. Yes, this is like a week before she was killed. On Tim's phone, he was logged into Facebook under an account by the name of John Smith. <laughs> the most original. <laughs> The most, like, made-up name ever. (laughs) Good Lord, what a fucking idiot. (laughs) John Smith. (laughs) And before the murder, he inquired about a mongoose bike and a swin bike, a blue swin bike, which he bought. Now, this is important because... Swin bikes are nice. Because... This is what the prosecution brought to the jury. If you see here this little map, you see his home being A on this map on Hampshire Street. And you see the Mrs. home here, B. Mm -hmm. This is eight blocks away. It's not that far. No. It's not that far, but it'd be far walking. But for a bike... It's not that far. Couple not minutes, even like, what, 10 for minutes? walking. This is really important because of this. If he did it, premeditation is showing that he is stewing on this for months. He wanted to buy that bike mm-hmm. for months. He has been planning this out. That's fucked. So the whole time she is telling all our coworkers and friends, if something happens to me, make sure they look into Tim. He has been actually planning her murder for the time. good part of six months, if not more. Oof. Because he bought the first bike, the Mongoose bike, which I, I'm thinking didn't fit him because he ends up buying another Swin bike. Yeah, Mongoose bikes are like kids' bikes, right? Exactly. And he's tall, so he immediately buys another bike. He did that October 2022. So we're talking in at least four months of premeditation at mm. this point, trying to plan this out. And y'all said earlier about the bags, you know, you have to really think about that. Like really think about everything, even the shell casings. Like that, that is a lot, Yeah, man. that's a lot of thought. But like, <clears throat> if you're thinking that much to the point where you have, where you put the bags over the gun barrel to make a silencer to collect the, the shell casings, wouldn't you be meticulous enough to collect the shreds of plastic bag. Good point. Um, I wonder how small the pieces were, but yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, I don't, so that is a good point. They did find some bags of some Aldi's bags at his house, but they couldn't conclusively match them. And I think it's because they were real small shreds. I don't know though. That's a good, a good question. So a lot, of, I want to say a lot of the documents are sealed. So this case is like, it's, a, it's a lot of like yeah. what the jurors would say after and whoever's sitting in there, you know, is hearing, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a lot, it's hard to get like exact little details, but I did the best I could. So if he did it, which he didn't from what he he'll tell you now, he didn't do it. He's maintaining his innocence even till this day. If he did it, he purchased the bike in October, which would mean about a four month at least premeditation, which is crazy. Talking about his computer, his Google searches. Evidence showed search history such as how to open a door with a crowbar, lock picking tricks. Can you wash off gun residue? 
and are gunshot rounds traceable? More searches asked how many cops were employed at QPD, how to open a window from the outside, and how to make a homemade pistol silencer. You are dumb. You no are sh- really dumb. No for fucking real. shit. Let, let's just be honest, man. I mean, he's so smart when it comes to doing this bag silencer, but John Smith Facebook and fucking Google searches. During w- during week one of the trial, it was testified that Blefnik wore a whoop fitness bands. Fitness band. More search history showed a search on the defendant's phone asking, does my whoop catch up when I'm not wearing it? What is a whoop? Fitness band. It's just it's like, like an a, iPhone. It's like thing? a uh, J J Bit Jobit. Yeah. What's it's the, like a it, what's the famous fit, one? Fitbit. Fitbit. Like Fitbit. Fitbit. Yeah. It's like a Fitbit. Um, so the only time his whoop, like whoop, like whoopee. <laughs> Not a great name. No. You no know, shit. The only time his whoop was not recording, I'm talking about for the only time in his life, it's always on. The only time it failed to record was during the murder time of Rebecca, his wife. Coincidence. Well, that's fucking dumb. Like, put it on your kid's wrist or something. Like, dang. Now, now this, this is. Like, it's so that you can at least record Come on, you not man. going oh anywhere. Like, dang. Like, God. So, so this would mean he left his kids in the in the bed or wherever sleeping and then got on his little bike and rode eight blocks. Now, now hold on. There were gaps in the whoop too. All right. These gaps begin on February 14th when he was stewing about that license plate from 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. Another gap from on February 21st, 1245 a.m. to 2 a.m. And another gap on the 22nd, the next day from 1242 a.m. to 1:16 a.m. And then the final gap, February 23rd from 1236 to 2 a.m. Basically, and CCTV will show this for the the week up until his wife gets shot by an intruder. Someone had been caught on CCTV at least four times riding their bicycle at 1 a.m. at the at night by several different cameras in the neighborhood at 1 a.m. at night. So this guy was riding his bike Okay, starting on the 14th, all the way until the murder day, like all the way up there, riding his bike every night. Like, what was he doing? Trying to like he was think about it like it's crazy. You know what I think he might have been thinking is that he was he was practicing so that there might be something consistent in his whoop band. He was not wearing his whoop band. What do you mean? You said there were gaps in his whoop band, right? Yeah. So he took his whoop band off every night. Well, wouldn't you need to charge it at some point, you know, take it off to charge it? it? All I could find is it said gaps. So whatever gaps mean as far as that, I don't know. Interesting. But maybe he was like trying to prepare for for this. So like the CC CCTV camera, like the ring doorbells, like every single night, someone is taking their bike out from this. Like, yeah, but so how that's it, not normal. No that's one, not that's not abnormal because someone is doing this from X to X time. So why would it strike something, strike a chord? If you look at the bike trail that he would go on, you see three different cameras here. One was at the bus depot, which was like a called the bus barn. Mm-hmm. One was at the bus barn, which was the first one that got somebody riding their bike CCTV for four nights in a row. And then another one down here on this street, which was someone. CCTV because the cops went and asked everyone like if anyone has it right and then obviously the neighbor's house which is all the way at her house right here did, did he continue after her murder riding his bike at that hmm. time good question I'm not even saying it was him the CCTV doesn't the, you can't tell it's him the defense brought up that the CCTV can't even tell if it's a male or female okay so if it was him let's say it was him the smart thing to do would have been to continue the routine that you set up before the prime so that it doesn't appear that it's just an offshoot of what you normally do. I will say this. It is highly believed that on the 14th of February, Valentine's Day, when he drove by and was walking up and down the driveway, looking at the license plate, looking at the license plate, there was another man's car in the driveway, which angered him. Mm. That's 
what the prosecution put. All right. There was another man's car outside the house. Although, and I didn't even put this in here because I thought it was not relevant until I saw this, that he was angered by this other man's car. The entire time that they were separated, his neighbor, who had to come and testify, testified that she came over numerous times to his house for a late night, 30 minute sex session. So this guy sees that his about to be divorced wife has a guy over on Valentine's Day and he has been banging his neighbor for the past eight months. So that's kind of like what type of guy you're talking about here. Wow. (laughs) The type of guy that says she's not adhering to her fitness regime. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Don't get me started. What a piece of trash. Don't even get me started. (laughs) All right. So we don't know that he did it. But if he did do it, he would have to leave his children at home in the middle of the night, ride his bicycle all the way down. That bike was also found abandoned at the bus barn where the CCTV was. It was found abandoned. But the dummy. But the prosecution couldn't conclusively say that he was riding it. They didn't find any DNA on the handlebars or anything. But we do know that he bought the same bike from the Facebook guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they actually got the Facebook guy. who sold him the bike to come ride it, you know, around the block to make sure it was his original bike. Mm. So, but that's still technically not proven anything, right? Circumstantial evidence. Do you think this guy was, do you think he did it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, everyone does. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think? Wolfie said, survey says he done did it. Her sister, Sarah, wrote, despite the circumstances of her death, she is remembered for the life she cherished, a life of compassion, generosity, faith, and fierce love for her family. She leaves behind three young children and an entire community who loved her more than anything. Becky always envisioned herself working hands-on in the medical profession, so it was not a surprise when she chose a career in nursing, her true calling, where she was able to provide care and comfort to people on a daily basis. It's kind of upsetting to me at this point that that you have three children who now don't have, don't have any a mother or a father. Yep. I don't know who has the kids. I hope it's not his dad. Oh, yeah. I hope not, too. But I don't think it is. I think it's the, her side of the family. But they do have a GoFundMe page, Beckley Bliffnick Memorial Support Fund. They're asking $250,000. Remember, they're raising three kids yeah. and they're about halfway there. So if you want to go support that, that'd be, uh, I'm sure they would uh, really appreciate it. The trial happened. The jury came back as guilty. He will be serving life in prison, although he still maintains his innocence and he wants to get it thrown out. And basically he's appealing. He's appealing the process. The judge says, you researched this murder. Judge Robert Adrian said while sentencing Tim Blifnick, you planned this murder. You practiced this murder. You broke into her house and shot her 14 times. Some of those shots were fired while she was lying on the ground and you did all of that while your children were upstairs at your house lying snug in their beds. Oof. The fact she that, was throwing down some justice up in that the one. The fact that she, the fact that the wife didn't die right away may have been why he kept shooting her. He, sorry. But it's just really upsetting that the reason she couldn't die right away and she had to suffer is because she was wearing those compression pants mm-hmm. and she basically mm-hmm. bled to death internally, oh. which, which from the, Painful. the pathologist and the medical examiner who did the autopsy was a very terrible and painful way to die that was prolonged Mm. even after he left the house. So to to do that to your your wife and the mother of your kids, I don't know. So let let me show you him now. He's got a new new hairstyle here. This is what he looks like now. Now, I will say he has grown his hair out before. Oh, you know, creepy looking. He looks like a very different person. (laughs) No shit, man. Right. So thanks so much, Brandon, for uh, requesting this story. Ah, thank you, Faith. Getting sloshed was the number one answer. Thank you. No shit. Point to that, Faith. Faith, thank you so much. Was that seriously the... Damn, that's crazy. Getting sloshed at your wedding was the number one worst regret. Nuts. Honey, I love you, but said I do. (laughs) Not my 
sink. I love my wife. I'm gonna Dude, he looks that, so I? like sad. Like Steve Harvey. I know. He's like, oh, you piece of shit. Like when he looks down like that, he's just like, look shit. at him. He's so mad at him. Yeah, right him. here. Right here. Like, he's just, just like disappointment. Like you as a human being. He seems like a good dude, man. Yeah. You know? Let's he's get him like, on here. He's like, oh my God, if I ever said that shit, who says that shit? Oh my God, dude. He was trying to be funny. And uh, obviously, it wasn't funny for so many reasons. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, awkward. That was that was a request from our, our good friend Tacos Primo Brandon. So Thanks, thank Brandon. you so much for requesting that and put some requests in. I am running through these requests at hyper speed, so please put them in there. I'm gonna and, message someone to put one of my requests in there, so you don't think it's from me. Oh no, and I won't do it. And then I'll ban that person that's working in Stop cahoots with it. you. <laughs> Stop being so mean. I'm gonna make you do. Gonna make you do requests. a hot sauce shot for being rude. And that's all I have. So. Survey says, until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. I kind of run this shit.